right, it's time for us to hang out with you guys again, and I couldn't be more excited, but you know what? I'm not alone. I'm sitting here with my wife and my co-host, Dawn. Hey, guys. So fun to be with you today. We're going to have a great time, and we are excited to dig in just like normal, but we wanted to remind you guys or answer the question, why do we do this podcast? Why are you listening to this podcast? Well, we're doing it because we love fighting for marriages, for families, and values that bring life. Values are behavior, and it's an outgrowth of who we are. But we also really want to be a voice that is committed to speaking encouragement, truth, and life. With that, we want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Well, in this podcast today, we want to focus on the glue that really holds our lives together and kind of on that foundation that allows the walls of our life and the walls of our family and our marriage to stay standing and on the peace that allows our understanding to have real and life-giving rest. We want to focus this episode today on faith. Absolutely. That is definitely our foundation, Travis, because without that as our foundation, we wouldn't be able to make it. Like We are just solid in that. We both know that we would have a horrible marriage if it wasn't based on faith. We would be in big trouble. But we got to answer the question, what is faith? Well, let's talk about faith for a little bit. And it's so important. I'm glad you said that, Don, to every marriage. Well, here's what the Bible says that faith is. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. This is an important verse because it's really talking about how faith shows what we hope for. That's what faith is. Mm -hmm. It's what we hope for, but it's also what we believe in. It's the evidence of the things that we cannot see. And so we believe in Jesus. We believe that every marriage uh, is going to have the best shot at a full, incredible life and an amazing marriage if it's focused on Jesus and the foundation is Jesus. But this uh, passage says, through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. And that right there, that sentence the definition of faith, but also what it did, the impact of real faith, how it had in their lives. But the reputation isn't just them. It's what people thought of them right, around yeah. them. And that's the focus of this episode today. Yes. Like you said, we believe every marriage needs to be built upon the foundation of faith in Jesus. And we also believe that every follower of Jesus and Jesus-centered marriage should naturally be pointing people to a relationship with God. It says in Matthew 28, 19, to go and make disciples. So we are called to go and make disciples, which is the Great Commission, which is in yeah, the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, for whatever reason, they think this is the great suggestion from yeah. Jesus, but it's really the Great Commission. And commission is what they do with soldiers in an army. They commission them to be officers or soldiers and then to go fight a war, yeah. to go, you know, obey what their commander is asking them to do. And Jesus, our commander, said to go and make disciples. I think sometimes that can be scary, though. If you think about it, like sharing your faith, what does that look like? What can that be? How do we do that? I know we were at a couple's house not that long ago, the, a newer couple that we had met, and we had, were having supper with them, sitting outside, having a great time. And we began to talk to them about their friends and their family and their faith. And they're a little bit newer in their faith. 
And they looked at us and they said, man, we would just really like to know more how to share our faith. What does that look like? What are things that we can do to share our faith? Because they were so excited about their faith. They have a solid faith in God. They just didn't know how to share it with others. So we were able to just kind of sit down and like talk to them. Like, what are different ways that we can share faith? Sometimes we make it way too complicated. It's a lot simpler than it, than it probably sounds. And it can be scary, but man, let's just ease that. Let's just share our faith in simple ways. Yeah. And it's so cool because they were just really excited and wanting to do a good job of sharing their faith. And I think a lot of that is just be yourself. Yeah. Just be yourself. Don't share your faith in a way like you've got to, you know, go through all these things and be perfect, but just be yourself. And that's that reputation that we just read. Yeah. When you have a strong faith, your reputation is going to grow and people are going to notice you. Not only are they going to notice you, but your influence will grow. So when you speak, they're going to listen. They're going to take your advice. And that is the perfect moment to share your very real everyday faith, the faith that makes the difference, not the faith that's high and lofty and is only talked about on a Sunday and most people can't understand it. And it, you know, it's just a religion that's passed down to you from your grandparents and parents. No, no, no. The faith that actually makes a difference in the anxious moment, Mm. the anxiety, or, you know, in the difficult diagnosis, or maybe you lost your job or you're struggling in your marriage or whatever it is, the everyday faith that Jesus talked about so much. So let's, uh, let's dig into that a little bit more. What is a, a marriage that has that everyday faith? What does that look like? Well, it's a faith that is focused. The starting point, it, we've already said it a million times, but it's, it's not just a name. It's a person. It's Jesus. Christ alone, not politics, oh, yeah. not religion, but Jesus. Jesus walked this earth. He was a historical figure, but he was also the son of God. He came to this earth. He was fully God, fully man. And again, Travis, I think this is where we complicate things often. Sometimes we want to just, man, feel like we have to know these massive words and know all this deep theological uh, verses and everything. But honestly, it's a little bit simpler than that. And we need to grab onto the simpleness of our faith. And it's really that simple. I've asked one of my favorite questions to ask people is, who is Jesus to you? Like, what is it? What does Jesus mean to you? And usually people just get very real and raw. Their eyes fill up with tears and they just share from their heart what Jesus has done in their life and what he means to them. That's That's everyday faith. You know, that's a great question to ask. And something I think I actually want to steal that question and ask people that more randomly, even people that may not know about Jesus, just to hear their answer. But you know what? I was reading in my Bible the other day. I'm going through the book of Colossians, and I was reading it in a a version, the New Living Translation, which I normally read it through, but I kind of wanted to hear it in a different version. So I switched it over to the message version, and man, it just jumped out at me, and it just was perfect for this episode, just talking about our faith. But in Colossians 1, 26 through 29, it says this. This mystery has been kept in the dark for a long time, but now it's out in the open. God wanted everyone, not just Jews, to know this rich and glorious secret inside and out, regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing. The mystery, in a nutshell, is just this. Christ is in you, so therefore you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message. We preach Christ, warning people not to add to the message. We teach in a spirit of profound common sense so that we can bring each person to maturity. To be mature is to be basic. 
Christ. No more, no less. <laughs> I love that. To be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more, no less. That is faith. That is the gospel all in a nutshell, oh, you guys. so good. We need nothing more. We need nothing less. We just need Christ. Yeah, I love that it says, you know, we teach in a spirit of profound common sense. Yes. Everyday faith that changes, that's relevant, that makes a difference, that's powerful. That is so, so good. Well, part of having everyday faith is certainly it's it's just being focused on Jesus and knowing who he is and what he has done in your life, but it's also being an ambassador. It's a understanding your role on this earth, that we are not consumers, that we are not people with bad attitudes or, you know, we get grouchy or even a person who is just so focused on themselves and building their own empire, their own personal wealth. But as someone who knows Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, our number one job is to represent him. That's it what is, the word yep. ambassador mm-hmm. means. It's like to represent Jesus to a world filled with people in pain. And as a married couple, that's what we want to be right. doing. Everyday faith is also kind of like the pot of fettuccine noodles, the pasta I was boiling the other day. And I had to be careful. I had to turn the heat down suddenly and I had to pull it off the burner because it was ready to boil over. And that's what everyday faith is. Real faith that just spills over. It's contagious. It cannot be contained inside a human body, but it is faith that just speaks out of gratitude and love for Jesus. And so others catch that faith. And that is a good thing. I think everyday faith is definitely an irresistible faith. Irresistible where the other people want what you have. Honestly, I don't think that you can be a grumpy Christian. I think you'll have days that you're grumpy, but if you're continually grumpy, man, that doesn't exist because the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit that should be coming out of our lives as Christ followers. So our faith should be irresistible to others. You guys, we're human. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have days where we're driving each other nuts or, man, we just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But on the bed. But if that happens every single day, then maybe there's something wrong with our faith. But we need to be people that are setting examples where, man, it's irresistible. People crave. They want that. They know that you're different. Because Christ is living in us, you guys. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. Like how amazing, how cool is that thought? Yeah, and I would add to that, like um, if you are a repellent. For some, if you're repellent to other people, if they don't want to be around you, if you are like someone that they run from, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, saying that you're not a Christian, but you might want to spend more time reading about Jesus and really uh, doing, even more to give your life to him. Because I do agree, Don, Christians and real Christians and real faith, everyday faith should be irresistible. Like people just want to be around you. They want to know why you have so much joy and love in your life. And one thing that I've got to add that I think is really, really important is just everyday faith has powerful results. It's faith that changes your life and the lives of others. People are encouraged by that kind of faith. They're encouraged by you. In the book of James, chapter 14, it says this, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? I think he's asking, like, 
Is it even powerful? Is it even effective? Does it have any potency to it? He goes on, he says, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. You say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. And that's why it's also Mm. others focused. It's humble and it's wanting to serve others. It brings results, but it's really focused on blessing other people. I know we've heard that saying knowledge without action is useless. And that's so true. We can have all this knowledge about God's word and faith and how we should be living out our faith. But if there's no action behind it, then it really is useless. I think True faith is living out those actions and serving others, loving others, helping others. Being in community. Yes. It's it's making a difference in the world. It's an action. Absolutely is an action. I think it's really important to remember that everyday faith is vulnerability. Admitting your weaknesses, not faking it. You don't don't fake it to make it. They say that. <laughs> but honestly, just being vulnerable with people around you and admitting your weaknesses. If you need to find a mentor and work through things, that's okay. We don't have to be perfect. We don't we don't want to try for being perfect cuz we're not going to ever achieve perfection, but just making sure that we're vulnerable with each other and, and admitting our weaknesses. I love it when I'm in a group of women and we're able to just talk about, you know, the bad part of our week. We like to focus on the good part, but it's nice sometimes to be like, yep, this week I yelled at my kids. Or you know what, this week my husband was driving me crazy, but being vulnerable, but just making sure that people know, hey, we're trying though. Our, you know, we're striving for something but we're also human. Yeah, and I think vulnerability is also owning your mistakes. It is. It's going up to people and not saying, I'm not perfect. It's saying, I messed up. Yes, admitting and just, your mistakes. just yeah. going and apologizing. And I remember one time in particular, I'd apologize to like eight people, like one right after another for one mistake. Eight times for one. But that was just me eight times over and over again saying, I screwed up, I screwed up, I screwed up. Mm -hmm. That's good vulnerability. And I need to keep doing that in my life. There's one person in particular that we have just admired in our life. And a lot of people have. We've appreciated the example that Billy Graham set as he walked this earth as an ambassador of Jesus. He also taught much on how to help others come to know God and how faith could be shared in a very real and relevant way. So if you're out there and you know that you have a strong faith, but you're not exactly sure, how do I share my faith with others? He gives great examples of this. Here's what the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association says. One of the best ways to share your faith is to live a godly life. Non-Christians often look at Christians as hypocritical because we say one thing but do another. Show those close to you that you care. Spend time with them. Help meet their needs and offer to listen when they have problems. You might not be able to answer all of their questions, but they can't deny the reality of what Christ has done in your life. If you find this hard to do, perhaps God is speaking to you about your own need to walk more closely with Him every day. That's just really wise what he said. That is so true, but so simple. That's everyday faith. And I think one thing that we really need to remember, you guys, is we can share our faith and we can plant seeds, we can tell our stories, but we can't open someone's heart to accepting Jesus. But God can. God can soften their heart. And we, that's what we need to pray. We need to pray that God will open their hearts, their eyes, 
in their ears. Yeah, and I think that's that uh, powerful, results, effective kind of everyday real life faith and marriage. Marriage that is built on uh, solid faith in Jesus is that it's just going to naturally soften people's hearts. And they're going to say, hey, why, why do you have that joy? And why is your life filled with wisdom? And you have this great reputation. Fill me in. Tell me what's your secret sauce. And then you get to tell them about Jesus. And that's when you just say, hey, here's who Jesus right. is to me. Like, here's what he means to me. Here's what he did in my life. And I think that's really important. But there are some key steps, some things that the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association gives. And I, I'm i excited that yep. it's out there. And the things that we can just be thinking about, practical tips that we can use. So let's say somebody walks up to you and they're like, hey, tell me about your faith. Well, billygram.org, they give four simple steps. And you can head there to, to get a little bit more on this, but they give four simple steps to share the gospel. And here's what they say. The first one, tell that person about God's plan for their life, for peace, and for them to have a good life, that God loves them and wants them to experience the peace and life that he offers. The second thing they say is, hey, share our problem. And it's not their problem. It's our problem. We are sinners. We are separated from God. And being at peace with God is not automatic. By nature, we're all far from God. Uh, But the Bible says that we can be close to God. And then the third thing they talk about is, hey, just remind them about the remedy that, yes, we're far from God, we're separated from God, we're sinners, but the cross. Jesus died on the cross to to bring, um, you know, to bridge that gap, filling it with love and, and helping that separation to be dissolved by love. And so when Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose from the grave, of course, he passed paid the penalty for their sins. And the last thing they say is, is just a response. And that is to receive Jesus. You cross the bridge into God's family when you accept Christ's free gift of salvation. So if you guys are at a place with your coworkers, your family, your friends, and you're sharing your faith, but it's still kind of freaking you out, I just want to encourage you, billygram.org has some great resources, gives these four simple tips on how to share your faith. It's just sharing your faith 101. Along with Bible verses. Bible verses that you could memorize and have ready to go. So then you never feel that awkward or you don't feel equipped, man. There's resources out there. And again, everyday faith includes sharing your faith. It really does. And it's those things that we talked about, being an ambassador, having a contagious faith, having an irresistible faith, but also having a marriage that is Jesus-centered, one where people not only come up to you and say, hey, why do you have a great marriage? But they come up to you and they say, why is your life filled with so much peace? Why is your life filled with so much joy? And you get a chance to love on them, to share your brokenness, and to share what Jesus means to you. Just be real. Be yourself. Don't try to do anything, you know, fancy. Um, just talk in everyday language. So going back to Colossians 1.29, to be mature is to be basic. Christ, no more no less. That's it. That simple. Yeah. That's faith. Well, hey guys, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. <laughs>